Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is Palentine's Day. This episode brought to you by some of the worst officiating in Super Bowl history. Shout out to Pat Mahomes' dickhead brother and cunt wife. I'm sure they're having a great day uh, celebrating a victory that they didn't earn. So, Patrick Mahomes is such a fucking nerd. Like, every time he talks, it's like, just stop. I hate him. I don't don't hate him. I just hate his brother and his wife. Kind of like Andy Reid, his big dumb face. Yeah, he likes hamburgers. He likes hamburgers. I like hamburgers. He's He's an everyday Joe. I mean, I was just, I was really pulling for Gardner Minshew to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, for real. He doing nothing, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So anyway, it's Palentine's Day. We watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a Bob Hoskins just gem of a film. Am I the only one when Bob Hoskins has a shirt off thought he should play Wolverine in some you know what? Like movie they never made? When Bob, yeah. Hoskins, Bob Hoskins yeah. in that movie, I think he was four. I looked it up because when he popped his shirt off, I was like, it's not too bad, Hoskins. He has that, like, sticks in that movie, I think. Perfectly cast, because he's got that, like, 1950s tough guy physique. He's got some yeah. burly, like, he's got, like, you know, there's muscle under there. Things have happened, you know? <laughs> he's a beefy boy. He was 47 when this was made? I think 40, I think it was 46 or 48, I forget. Wow. I, I did the math. Because I was like, am, I, I had that moment of realization, like, am I older than Bob Hoskins is in this movie right now? Uh, and I was yeah, so we, I think we have a lot of thoughts on uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. But um, before all that, what did you all watch this week? Alec? Um, what did I watch? Get my stupid iPhone. <clears throat> Facial recognition takes forever. Mm. Technology's dumb. Oh, no, I didn't write down what I watched this week. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. oh man, what did I watch this week? I watched, oh, I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Hell yeah. Um, that movie's great, but every time I watch it, I hate him more and more. You hate Scott, Scott Pilgrim is character. such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't stand him. But every everything in that movie is so good around him and him. Like, Michael Sarah plays him, like, tremendously. But, God, he's just, like, the fucking worst. TJ, you've read yeah. the comics. Is it, like, explicit that he's, like, a piece of shit in the books more so than in the movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I think they do a good job in the movie. It's weird, because, like, I think on upon further viewings, I think they did a good job. But, like, when I first watched it, I didn't think it came across well in the film. But, yeah, in the in the book, it's explicit. That, I mean, they, like I said, like, there's there's plenty of lines in the movie where, like, they point out to how Scott's, like, this dickhead, and, like, yeah, everything he's, he's like, doing, like, even dating knives is, like, his Yeah, he's being, in, his, like, in his 20s dating a high schooler, and, like... Yeah. And he's wow. just hoping, he's just hoping that, you know, she's gonna, like, he he's, like, gonna be so cool to this high school kid, like, and, you know, he, he, he kind of fucks over everybody, and that's kind of his character. But he's kind of like, you know, he's like a, a, a fuckboy, you know, before that term existed. That's like mm-hmm. kind of what his character is. Guys, give me the Chubaru. Hmm? Sorry. Uh, all right. Got dog stuff going on over here. A lot oh. of dogs in the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that movie is still tremendous. Like, it is a, 
It is a monumental feat of filmmaking achievement. It's so fucking good. Everybody's so good in it. Like, it's like a million words a second. If you're not paying attention to everything, like, you miss so much. Like, there's still stuff that I catch that I never noticed before every time I see it. Just because, like, every line has, like, five different uh, innuendos. It's very, it's very, very tightly written for sure. I love, I love the, that like, it's like, oh, well, my dad sent me to Vegan Academy and then Vegan Academy turns out to be a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they fucking cops show up. Well, that, um, that, that, um, shoot, the Goldstein, the podcast that Alec turned us on to, um, where they were interviewing uh, Edgar Wright. Films to be buried with. Yeah. It was very interesting to hear Edgar Wright talk about that film because he was like, it's the only film he's directed that he didn't write. And he, they basically, he was like, I don't know. And as soon as he read the script, he's like, yeah, I love this. I can, I can make this work. I think it's my favorite Edgar Wright movie, to be honest. Like, not that I don't love the rest of his movies. Yeah, he's got a pretty good oeuvre. Yeah. There's um, something about Hot Fuzz for me. I do love that. And, movie. and I, I will, I will apologize for the world's end up one side and down the other. I think that movie fucking rules. Who doesn't like that? I don't think people give it its due. I'll be honest. Yeah. That movie does rule. I think it's because it's a movie about aliens that came out when everybody was still on their zombie fix. Yeah. But that movie does rule, especially when Nick Frost finally gives in to going drunk and starts, like, smashing people with stools. When he, when he picks up one far stool in each hand and just starts mashing blanks or whatever they call it in the face, it, it's great. And that movie's got, like, a lot of, well, it's like all of Edgar Wright stuff. There's, like, strong emotional beats coupled with hilarious comedy and excellent action. The guy is a real, uh, I know that TJ didn't like, I still need to watch Last Night So I know TJ didn't care for that, but. It was not very good. That's got everything TJ likes, too. I know. It was, you're uh, right. That girl with big eyes. Anya Taylor Joy. It's supposed to be a Jalo. I I should like that movie a lot, but it just it it doesn't stick the landing a, at all. Um, the only other thing that I can think of that I watched, I watched parts of Ant Man last night after the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I was in and out of being drunk and <laughs> rage ragefully <laughs> angry at the at the end of the game. So I was kind of in and out on that. And I don't think I finished it. I think I went to bed. You did. You went to, you I was there. there. <laughs> Does anybody um, give a shit about that Flash movie? No. I give more I, of a shit now than I did. I mean, it's going to be bad, right? Like, like the trailer looks yeah, probably. Good. It's going to be bad. It'll probably be bad. Probably bad. But and now, now I see all the nerds are losing their shit because I guess the Ben Affleck Batman in this has a blue and gray costume. It's like, guys. This is what we're getting. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't care. Like, you got you people. Like, every they need every, to make they need to make a DC version of um. I I hope TJ will appreciate this. The scene in the end of Evangelion <laughs> where Shinji just jerks off on that comatose person. It's like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Th- this is this is you guys. Like, this is what you want. Huh. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. It, like, I don't know, like, I was already embarrassed. Dogs, I, you'd have to get TJ to explain reference to you later. I, like, oh, it I, makes sense. I, uh, I already was embarrassed by comic book fans, but, like, I swear to God, like, TikTok <clears throat> has, like, ruined me. Because, like, all, like, anytime there's, like, a 
a comic movie announcement, it's like they they just they like lose themselves. Like this one guy, it was fucking hilarious. I saw his. He's like, if if the Flash does really well and DC sticks with Ezra Miller, like I just give up on on comic book movies. Like, no, you don't. Like, you you know you're not. Like your your whole channel is about fucking comic book movies, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. Also. Didn't, what, what, isn't Ezra Miller like actively wanted by the law? Am I missing something? He's a big piece of shit. Yeah, but like, okay. I, who, who gives uh, this? This is part of a fucking DC. Like, this is like the last thing of the like Snyderverse thing. So who knows? They're probably not gonna like this. This is like Black Adam. It probably has no bearing on the plans of the DCE. Oh, it's like it's like a vestigial movie. Pretty much. <laughs> it was made before they decided James Gunn was going to redo everything. Kind of like what New Mutants was. Mm. Because remember, New Mutants yeah. was the last thing. Well, yeah, maybe. Most of it was. Uh, anything else, Alec? Um, but, yeah, that was that was all I watched. Uh, Sean. When is that? Oh, I didn't watch anything. When does that new Ant-Man come out? This Friday? Uh, Friday. 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 I'm excited for it. I'm excited for that. And then Guardians 3 comes out, and that's going to be a fucking bloodbath, I feel like. Yeah. I do like the fact that uh, that they have, and I guess it's hypocritical, but I do like the fact they have their, their comic book uh, jerseys in, in the movie. <laughs> oh, look at TJ, TJ jerking off all over himself because they got the classic Guardians outfits. I didn't make a video about it. I literally just did a sentence about it. I didn't I didn't go to the internet and make a video of freeze frame again and, and losing my did mind. Did you cry and film yourself no. crying over it? No, I, I still can't get over when people were crying over the fucking Millennium Falcon in the Force Awakens trailer. Do you all remember that? No. That, no. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Google it. There, there's, like, literally, like, thousands of people crying when they saw the fucking Millennium Falcon. It's like, just kill yourselves. Like, Jesus Christ. There's yeah, so I mean, many better things you could cry over. Uh, and basically anything. Yeah. Uh, So you didn't watch anything, Sean? I did not. I want to watch that Mahmoud abdul Rose. Thing though, so if you do see that floating around, thank you. Hmm. Is there? A, is it? Does it have a title? It's called Stand. Is it like a full length documentary or just like a? It, no, it's a full length documentary. Showtime, uh, because they contracted uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Now they do all the smoke on Showtime. Like they've gotten really oh. into basketball. Oh, is that? I think I've seen clips of their podcast on TikTok. One of my favorite ones that I see over and over right now is. I guess they have Magic Johnson on there. Yeah. And he's talking about the first time he met Larry Bird, and he's, like, calling his friends. He's like, oh, this guy is he, – he got that in him. He's <laughs> he's one now, of you us. Would, you would really like that podcast. Like, they get – they've had Garnett. They've had, you know, all the people we like from growing up. But they get them to just, like, be totally candid. And it's, like, nuts some of the shit people say on there. I'll check it out. What's it called? What's the podcast called? All the smoke. All the smoke. Yeah. All right. So pass the mic, Sean. Uh, Gogs, what third of a movie did you watch on a microwave? I watched two whole films. Oh, oh wow. Oh, yeah, I know. Two things. Uh, two things and, and chunks of Ant-Man because I was there. Um, the first one, let's start with the first thing I watched. Uh, or the second thing I watched for the first thing I liked. Uh, I, right. hold on, hold on, start over again. I'm already confused. 
So I ended up watching Bullet Train, and I'm not going to lie. It's it's sort of a mess, but I enjoyed it. it oh, was no. I did. I liked it. I don't know why. No, I know I shouldn't. That? Huh? Didn't Sean watch that? I watched Sean it. Did. It's 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 a it's a bad it's like a it's like a Guy Ritchie Quentin Tarantino look at me you know senpai like sort of situation <laughs> but it's you know I mean I don't objectively know, Brad, do you think it's a good movie no no okay. no 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 no, right. no, okay. no 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 it's gotcha. not okay. a good movie fair that is not what I'm saying I'm saying I enjoyed it like I had so here's a good example uh, last Friday when. Me and my kids had movie night because Liz was out doing something. Uh, you watched Bullet Train? No, no, no. We, yeah, we watched damn. <laughs> we got McDonald's, and I got a Big Mac, and I was like, hmm, I like this. I know it's not good, but I liked it. This is a Big Mac. This is a, okay. It's it's dumb, and the plot is ludicrous, but there's some fun shit in it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate Aaron Taylor Johnson in it, actually, and what he was bringing to the table. Fine. I'm just saying, I know it's not good, but it was not – I expected, and maybe I walked in with very low expectation. I expected it to be like just utter trash, and I was like, yeah. ah, "I'm kind of here for this." Um, I can't recommend it to people. I mean, I can recommend it. I know exactly what I can recommend. I can recommend it to uh, uh, Scotty B, who, if the people uh, Alec and TJ know who that is, I think Scotty uh, B. Scott, yeah. Scott, Scott B, Scott, Cuban B, Cuban B, Vinny's brother-in-law. He, it's a very Scott movie. This uh, is a certified Vinny's brother-in-law <laughs> banger. But me and him would have a good time watching that. I could see that happening. Now the movie that I watched that sucked shit was Citizen Kane. No, uh, that movie does suck shit, but I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> The movie, I mean, yeah. it's about a sled, for Christ's sakes. Get over it. Um, it's not really about a sled. Whatever. It's about a cane. Right. <laughs> a cane that can vote. Um, <laughs> so, I watched this. It's one of these classic movies that I think we keep running into where it's a movie with two titles because I guess they're trying to squash it. Sure, uh, when I watched it, it was called Down by Dick Mass. But apparently, it was originally called The Shaft. Uh, <laughs> Dick Mass? The guy's name is Dick Mass. He wrote and directed it. It stars Naomi Watts. Uh, it has Michael Ironsides in it. It's got Ron Perlman in it. Uh, hmm. It's got a guy who apparently was in 23 episodes of, of Twin Peaks, James Marshall. Um, oh, yeah. that's, um, oh, please, James Christ. Hurley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna James. say that's James. Yeah. Guys, you ever seen the big forehead memes from Twin Peaks? No, but oh, that makes yeah. sense. He, uh, is he awful in that show? Because he was un. Yeah, he yeah he's he's a terrible actor, like okay. a lot of people in Twin Peaks. Okay, but he's kind of meant to be terrible. Like the the, the Twin Peaks is like uh, cashing in on like a lot of soap opera acting. Okay, so it's, it's hard like the Starship Troopers, Gogs. Like oh, that kind of thing. I got you. Okay, well this movie this movie didn't quite nail. Like if it was a if it leaned into being how bad it was, it could have been fun, but it didn't. It tried to take itself seriously. It's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Uh, it was released in May of two thousand and one in New York City, so the Twin Towers still readily available. They name checked Bin Laden for some reason during nice. the film uh, because. And here's the lowdown on this movie. This movie is one of those rare films where you get to follow the lives of two former Marines 
now elevator repairmen. And they are working on an elevator in the Millennium Tower, a 102-story skyscraper in New York City with 15,000 people that come in and out of it. And Michael Ironsides, who used to be a some sort of German physicist who then got, like, kicked out of the Army, now works for R&D for an elevator company. And he may or may not have spliced in like a human brain into the operating system of an express elevator, which has now become sentient and is killing people. <laughs> okay. This just doesn't seem like one of those things you could just stop being. Yeah. Right. This is uh so this is it. This is the movie. Uh, it's awful. Uh, it spends a lot of time in an elevator shaft. Uh, the elevators, everyone thinks it's terrorists, so that's why they name-check Bin Laden, and they take a bunch of Stinger missiles to the roof, and the Army's all over it, and the FBI's involved, and Naomi Watts is just the worst. And then... Uh, Does she dude, masturbate in it? No, not I even close. But then, but then, like, the end of the movie is that guy from Twin Peaks, he takes a Stinger missile to the control panel of the elevator after the elevator, the sentient elevator strangles Michael Ironsides to death, for, I guess, capturing him in this I-have-no-mouth-yet-I-need-to-scream-elevator-prison sort of scenario. Uh, this movie sucks. It sucks so bad. But I did watch all of it. I watched it mostly because it was written and directed by a guy named Dick Mass. So there you go. Dick Mass. Do not watch Down Dick or Mask, The Shaft. Dick Mask with a, a movie called The Shaft. I mean, it's The just- Shaft. Do not watch 2001's the shab, they got in just under the wire. Uh, don't watch that. It's not that was, as good. That movie I watched a couple weeks ago, Pleasure. It's all about porn. The one of the, the lead actors is named Chris Cock. And I'm pretty sure he's like a, a real adult film star, but his, his credited name in the movie is Chris Cock. I thought that was great. With a Q? No, no regular. Uh, regular cock. Just regular cock. Mm. TJ, what'd you watch? Uh, I watched one thing. I watched Mike Flanagan's first film, a movie called Absentia. Uh, it was okay. It's a little rough around the edges. You can tell he made it with like absolutely no budget. Weren't you um, just telling me about this because it was like, it's like a Cthulhu y or kind of a. Yeah, the whole reason I heard about it is because I was watching some TikTok and they were talking about like, um, uh, like underrated, like Lovecraftian movies. And this is Lovecraftian, I mean, in a very, like, loose sense. They're dealing with some el- eldritch horror, but, like, it's, um, it's pretty good. It's about this, this, uh, this woman whose husband has gone missing for seven years, and then her sister comes to town, and, like, she keeps seeing visions of her husband, and then the, there's some weird shit going on at this bridge underneath her house, or not underneath their house, but this bridge, like, next to their house. And it's pretty good. The ending is kind of weak, but like overall, like for like a first time filmmaker. And again, you kind of have to like, you kind of have to look past some of its budgetary problems. Like this thing, it's shot on video. Um, you can tell, like, I think Flanagan did all the cinematography and everything himself. So it looks kind of amateurish, but overall, like I can watch that movie and see like where his like writing and style comes from. Like you can see it in that. Like, it's written very well. The characters are done well. The horror scenes are done pretty, pretty well overall. It's just the ending is just kind of meh. But overall, I'd say it's a, it's a decent watch. 
it's nothing great, but I didn't hate it either. Um, but I don't, that's all I watched. I watched, uh, all of The Last of Us. I'm all, I'm current on that. That's a fantastic show. Um, I love it. I, uh, I love the show so much. Now I'm replaying the fucking game again for like the fifth time. Um, but that show is great. HBO, when they, when they, when they, uh, when they want to, they can just, they just crank it out of the park. Cause that, that show is great. Everybody in that's really good. Like the last episode, uh, Melanie Linsky, I think is her name. Oh, she from, was in, uh, 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 fuck I don't feel at home at this world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's in it for an episode and she's really good in it. The, the, um, the third episode with, uh, what's his name? Ron Swanson is excellent. I mean, everybody was talking about it, but with good reason, like, it's a very good, like, single episode story of, or like, for a show. Like, and that's kind of how most of the episodes are. They're more or less like vignettes that, like, Joel and Ellie come across, and then you see kind of the the character that they run into storyline, and then by the end of the episode, how it all ties together. Um, but it's really good. It's like really, really well done, and they, everybody's good in it. Um, I don't know. It, it's I'm I'm really into it. And as someone that's played the game and is or played the game before and is currently playing the game, they they change enough about it where I don't feel like I know what's going to happen. Like I mean, I I think ultimately I know how it's going to end, but like I they've they've changed a lot already. So I wouldn't be surprised if they if they keep doing that to keep you guessing. And who knows? They might do like major changes by the end of it, but. Either way, it's a very good show. I highly recommend it. So yeah, let's get into Roger Rabbit. Hold on, hold on. Go back to Mike Flanagan for a minute. Did you ever watch his uh, the the Haunting of Hill House? I need to show. Uh, I didn't watch that, and I didn't watch the other one. He did a Midnight Mass. That was also him. Yeah, I didn't. I watched the first episode. I didn't love that. I watched the first few of season two of the Haunting. And I didn't think season two was great, but I thought season one was outstanding. It, it's on my list. I've been meaning to watch it. Um, I really, oh, one thing that's pretty cool about Absentia. So Mike Flanagan right now is currently working on a new Dark Tower movie, possibly series. Um, and he's, he's like the Stephen King guy, right? Like he's done a, a he did Dr. Sleep, which I didn't care for, but I thought he did a good job. I just, I just don't like the source material very much. Did he, uh, do he, the, did, uh, he did the Gerard game? game? Yeah, which I really liked. I it was a, what was the one with Tom Jane in the forum and shit? Oh, oh, was was that that I don't yeah. think that was him. That was I awesome. That, I like that, 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 that too. That was incredible. Yeah, Anthony watched it recently and said he didn't like it. I was really surprised. I was like, I really uh, enjoyed it. Anthony's an idiot, man. That's awesome. He's had one good movie opinion in his life. And it's about Jaws, the best movie of all time. Like, careful on that limb, bro. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, one cool thing I noticed about it in Absentia, a little bit of an Easter egg. So the one character at one point is reading Dark Tower comic books. So it's like he, he said that he's wanted to make Dark Tower for years, and it's like, it's there. You can tell he's a fan. It's kind of cool. I was like, that's that's fun. Like it, it, you would, ha- you really had to like pause to see it, but they were definitely Dark Tower comic books. Also, if you're a fan of the Dark Tower series, those comic books are fucking fantastic. It's like is it a, easier to is it easier to navigate those than read five million pages of? No, it's very the comics are books. very long. Also, the comics are like kind of like a side quote to the books. It's interesting yeah. the way they're they're written. 
Because, like, it's kind of an adaption, but then it's also kind of, like, its own thing. It, it It's really interesting. Oh, the art in it, though. Jay Lee is, oh, my God. Wow, oh, he's great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, But anyway, yeah. Uh, Gogs, what happened to Roger Rod? I have to pee. Okay. Well, you got to pee. Sean's got network problems. We're getting into that Roger Rabbit habit. Sean's got um, network problems. That's what he told me, but now it's like he's back. Um, nothing. Okay. Got that Florida internet. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit opens with a maroon cartoon brought to you by Acme. And we are introduced to Baby Harmon and the titular Roger Rabbit as Roger Rabbit is tasked with keeping this baby alive through a series of Final Destination-esque pratfalls and almost murders in a really, really great animated sequence. Like, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, um, it, it looks a lot like uh, Kyle Baker cart, uh, comics, like, if you've ever read any of his stuff. Like, it's got, a, like, a really classic vibe to it. Yeah, I'm, I am not familiar, but it, it seems like a very, like a, like, a real love letter to, like, old Warner Brothers cartoons and, like, that style of animation. Um, also, I'm, I, I don't know, maybe Alec knows this, because he's our, uh, he always... Does puts in the the time and the research, like what it took to merge everything together, like to get like Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny in the same film. Um, I gotta imagine it took a lot of negotiations uh, to make you that know, happen. When I was reading all the shit about this movie, like it's hard to kind of piece together. Like I guess I I, I, I didn't understand all the dealings between the different studios and stuff. And the studio heads, but it was basically like a one for one. Like one company is not going to have more screen time. Like Disney wouldn't let Mickey Mouse be in it if he wasn't going to have the exact same amount of screen time as Bugs Bunny. Well, and I'm assuming that's why a lot of those scenes, there's like one off next to each other, like the Donald Daffy and the Mickey and uh, Bugs. I was going to say, there's a lot I didn't, there's a lot I don't understand either because like, it said, like, reading about it, like, they got a lot of the original animators and stuff that were still alive to do the animation and voice and writing for the for the individual characters. Yeah. But then it also said that, like, a bunch of them were really pissed off about how it turned out. And, like, you're the ones who wrote, like, you wrote it. Like, you wrote it yourself. How can yeah, you be like mad you just, at how it turned out when you wrote it? It's not like you can just sneak the animation past people. That takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. And what did, because when we were, we're we'll, we'll get into it, but we were like texting about this movie. And so in this opening scene, right, we, we, we do all this, you go through this whole thing, it ends with Roger getting a fucking refrigerator smashed on his head, but he's getting yelled at by the director who is Joel Silver of, you know, movie producing history, uh, uh screaming at him that he's looking at the, it's supposed to be rabbit sees stars, he sees birds, he sees bells, he sees whatever. This- this intro is animated so fucking well. Like, it, it blew, blew me away. I was saying it looked like that Kyle Baker stuff, like that Letitia Lerner uh, oh. Superman stuff. It was just like, I haven't seen, like, hand-drawn animation like this in so long. And, like, it was just so well done. And all this is done on film. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it was just beautiful. Like, it, I can't overstate how, like, it just looks so fucking clean. Like I, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was something else. Um, and you could tell like the animators were like flexing too, because there's like 
everything is like super overdrawn and like it's crazy. It's it's so it's it's them showing off. Like it was so good. I was gonna say you could never do this now, but since Disney basically owns all of this shit now, I guess you could, but you'd probably never have Mickey Mouse going, Oh, you're gonna die like that kind of threw me for a second. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's plenty of things. You couldn't do this movie now. All no, the no, actual no. shit, all the like smoking and like all the guns, like none of it. If they made this now, it would be so much different. But I do yeah. remember as a kid, like it was a like it was a big deal. And I remember I think there was even like news stories about it at the time, but like seeing Warner Brothers and Disney characters on the screen at the same time was like a big deal. Yeah, and it was one, it's interesting because the movie was not made by Disney. It was made by Touchstone Amblin and yeah, distributed by Buena Vista. Huh? But that's part of Disney. Oh, those are part of, okay. Yeah. And, like, but, and then, and then we were talking about the, we were talking about like, go ahead. I was going to say Spielberg's ex-wife, or maybe it was his wife at the time, does the singing voice of uh, Jessica Rabbit, Amy Irving. Oh. So I was going to ask, like, what's Spielberg? Because I know Spielberg was involved in sneaking Joel Silver into this. Apparently, Michael Eisner hates Joel Silver. And so sneaking him in as Raul like a fuck you. But I didn't, looking through the thing, I didn't see where Steven Spielberg had anything to do with this, unless he's just boys well, with Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis and him are buddies. They went to school together. Okay. Part of that class where they all went to school together, like with him yeah, and all of them. Milius and Lucas yeah. and David, David Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So you're introduced to Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit's blowing his lines, and then you're introduced to, uh, I think, sh- show favorite uh, Bob Hoskins. I love this guy, and he plays this movie so hard boiled <laughs> and so straight. It, like he is just stepping right out of like Chinatown or L.A. Confidential. Like he is just like just just grasp just uh, tunes, and then you're introduced to R.K. Maroon, owner of maroon cartoons and basically he's like oh well roger can't he can't get his head right his wife's you know his wife's running around on him and he playing, you know he's playing patty cake yeah playing patty cake yeah, with yeah. the owner of acme acme props because act like all things i guess it's more of a warner brothers thing than ever was a disney thing but everything's acme brand right like acme brand yeah. hole in the wall acme brand you know silly shoes and whatever and those all like the, the one truck was just acme brand overused plot devices or something like that that they run into. Um, Dude, that hole-in-the-wall gag still works really well. Like, yeah. The, like TJ said, the animator's showing off with how it kind of flops around while he's holding it. It's yeah. pretty cool. The, the whole thing, the, the way, so then, so you learn, right, that in this in this world, uh, tunes and humans coexist. And all of the, and I think we saw something else, like, oh, the fucking, the Chip and Dale movie that I watched last year, it, it went with the same premise that all the cartoon people you see are not, they're not drawn, they're actors. I mean, they do say they're drawn that way, but they're like, they're actors working in movies. Well, I right. think so, uh, Charles Fleischer is the voice of Chip or Dale, one of those two. Who's Charles the, Fleischer? The voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay, that tracks. Um, So, Roger's all jacked up. RK Maroon's like, listen, here, just do me a favor. We gotta put in. We gotta put a pin in this. Go, go, stick with his wife. You know, you, you find out that Eddie Valiant, that's Bob Hoskins' character, doesn't like tunes. Hates Great name, town. Great name, Eddie and Teddy Valiant. Um, doesn't like tunes. Doesn't want to go to Toontown. Like, look, just go to this uh, tune speakeasy. Look, go just buy on the rabbit's wife. See what you can dig up and come back. So he does so. 
And then you treat, you're treated to like a really fun scene with Donald and Daffy Duck playing dueling pianos and they yeah, literally blow the dick out of each other. Uh, and then you're introduced to, uh, husky voice Kathleen Turner, Jessica uh, well, Rabbit. You, you forgot about a, a Betty Boop cameo, which oh, is yeah, pretty you, great. Yeah, you get a Betty Boop because she's selling cigarettes at I, the I uh, love the, review. Uh, I love the line that she's doing this because work slowed down because cartoons went to color and she's yeah. still black and white. I, I, yeah. I it's dumb, but I love it. I was like, that's cute. I, they, well, the know. implication is, th- I think that, uh, Teddy Valiant had been fucking Betty Boop at some point because there's a picture of her on his desk. Oh, oh is that, that true? That's yeah. That. I missed that. Well, he definitely isn't hostile towards Betty like he is every other cartoon. No, he's so charm. He likes Betty. He's like, hey, yeah. like, you still got it, Betty. Like, he smiles. You know, he likes Betty Boop. So, uh, Eddie ends up taking pictures of, uh, Jessica and, uh, Ac- Marvin Acme, who's Marvin Acme sitting there in the, in the review, uh, crowd. Okay. Jessica comes out, does her thing, then he follows her the back, and, uh, they play patty cake, and that flips so, Roger out. Just, just to go back to Sean's point about you couldn't make this today, just this joke, like, alone, could not be in the movie by, made produced yeah. by Disney today. Because the joke is that they're is they're fucking, and like, right. there's no there's no way they'd be like, oh yeah. I mean, I know ultimately they're not, but like that is not the joke that the, that that they're going. For. No, that's not they're going for because what yeah. they because because you're only seeing Bob Hoskins' perspective. You're just hearing these sounds that just make you think that he's just a sex pervert, but he's not. He's just literally playing patty cake with this woman because I guess he's kind of touched, but he's also a yeah. prop billionaire. Yeah, um, just like Elon Musk. Yeah, that's exactly what he did with Grimes. Uh, so now, uh, Eddie gets the photos. Oh, first of all, first of all, Eddie Valiant has a wonderful scene. This is something else you couldn't do in this movie anymore. He hops on the back of a trolley car with a bunch of kids because he can't afford to, to ride the trolley car. <laughs> and then the kids give him some cigarettes. Cigarettes, <laughs> kids. He doesn't like admonish them or anything. No, he like... says thanks. Yeah. And he goes to the bar at the trolley stop to find out that the trolley, the red line, the greatest public transportation system in the world, and especially L.A., because that's where they live, uh, has been bought by Cloverleaf Industries, whoever that might be. More on that later. Uh, and then he sees, he meets up with his, uh, I guess he, what do you call, is it a mall? What do you call the, the woman that's not the femme fatale in a noir? Cloverleaf, Cloverleaf Industries is actually owned by Dean Malenko. Nice. <laughs> and that milk. Uh, oh, but is is there a term for that? The like the well, the mole is usually like a criminal's wife. Like okay. that's yeah. She's Once just again the mole is my water. Yeah, she's, just, she's just the girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, the like the girlfriend like that's competing with the femme fatale is also a very big noir. It's trope. a standard trope. Yeah. yeah. Like well, like what's her name in um, Tess Trueheart? Tracy Tess Trueheart. So and this woman, who this actress is, she plays it. Like if if Bob Hoskins is playing this hard boiled and straight, she this woman is unflinching. I don't know how, actress, how nice is it to really see good. to see a like a, an older actress, Thank like an age appropriate yeah. actress yeah. against yeah. Bob Hoskins, totally, totally not like agree. a twenty year old. It, it's wonderful, and all she's hearted up. And Alex, she's did you so see good. The, the people that were um, considered for this role, and one of them was fucking Eddie Murphy. Oh my god! Like. I think they said he, that was like one of the biggest regrets of his career. 
was yeah. turning was turning this down. But yeah, the list that people considered is insane. Oh, and for the, the Bob list Hoskins of, role? And for yeah. uh, Christopher Lloyd's role. Like, the list of wow. people is absolutely fucking bonkers. Who was, was Walken on there? Because I could see him doing it. Uh, I don't remember Walken, actually. I'll Lloyd's, pull up the list and, we I'll pull up the list and cover it later. But Lloyd yeah, Judge, really Judge good in Doom. Judge how, Doom. How is your name Judge Doom and nobody knows your back? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So uh, he threw a lot of simoleons around town to get the election. Um, so the oh, I can't think of her name. Does anyone remember the name of the girlfriend right off the top? I, I can't Dolores. recall. Del- 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 Dolores yeah. is Dolores. Because I, I kept thinking of Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, her name rhymes with a female private part. Yeah. Del- so Dolores. Mulva. Mulva. So Dolores works at the bar that's in the trolley stop, and there's a – there's an interesting rogues gallery of ne'er-do-wells there who kind of haunt this place. And this one blowhard comes in, and this seems hardcore that, because he finds out that Eddie's working for a this tune man, case. This man is absolutely filthy, and for some reason it's just, just has a hard-boiled egg in his hand. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like the goon from the, also from the, uh, the Dick Tracy movie. Like he just looks like a mess, and then fucking, Bob Hoskins, Bob Hoskins, once he's had enough shit, fucking kicks the stool out from under him, smashes the dude's chin into the bar rail, and then crushes an egg into his face. It's, and that's when you find out the big reveal from Dolores, the tune killed Eddie Valiant's brother. Um, yeah. and she delivers this line so good. She's so good in this movie. This woman is so fucking good in this movie. Um, so, uh, Eddie Valiant does his bit, gets the pictures, turns them into RK Maroon, uh, Roger Rabbit loses his mind, and then you find out that someone dropped a safe on Marvin Acme's head. And since Roger Rabbit, you know, wants to avenge or whatever, he wants to win back his wife, everyone's blaming him. So now he's on the lam from Judge Doom and his group of weasels that, uh, I didn't, I never picked this up as a kid, but because I was watching with the subtitles on, all the words they mispronounced the entire time is pretty good. Um, So now you get this cat and mouse thing where and only one of them's real racist. Only one of them. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Roger comes to get help from Eddie. You find out about Teddy and how he died, and they were he used to work Toontown and really uh, good, uh, really good little bit of a uh, building where uh, Roger grabs a chair and he tells him to get off of it, and he's left fingerprints in the dust in it. Like everything's yeah. so tactile. Like the cartoons cast shadows on the ceiling. Like it was. The attention to detail in this is fucking mind-boggling. They, they do a fantastic job too of really selling the uh, the live-action actors interacting with the cartoons. Like it never feels like wonky. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they they look better at like whatever they're looking at than like the Phantom Menace. You know what I mean? I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah, yeah, where they're just kind of staring off into space, and you can tell they're looking at like a mark somewhere. Like here, it's almost like they acted it out and just animated it into their hands and shit. It's like crazy how good it is. And yeah. nobody, and nobody's like everyone sells it so well. Like it's all everyone's yeah. so natural and like well, mad. Sir, it's like I think, just talking to any other person. I think Gog said it in a text, or maybe it was Alec, that it was like, uh, just, they play it so straight. Like, there is, like, nobody's winking at any point in this no, movie. No. It's just, it's really hardcore, and then, like, oh, if this Marvin movie, Act- if this movie wasn't full of cartoons with it, it would be, like, a straight 
hard yeah. noir movie. Yeah, like, Chinatown. It's, Chinatown. Chinatown. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what, like, Team America is, but if it's with puppets. Well, it's kind of like, speaking like Edgar Wright, we always talk about, like, the reason his movies work is they work as parodies, but they also work as the thing that as they're the parodying, yeah. and this does that. Yeah, it's a great noir movie. It's one of the better ones. Um, so, uh, Judge, Do- you introduced to Judge Doom and the racist weasels and the dip, which is something Judge Doom has invented, which is the only way to kill a cartoon, and he dips... A sentient shoe? This is brutal. Horrifying. Yeah, that made me, it made me cry as a kid and it almost made me cry as an adult the other yeah, day. It was tough. It. it was like watching him do it to a puppy or something. Yeah, like, it was like, rough. Yeah. Apparently that mixture of chemicals is the same mixture of chemicals they use on like cells to erase. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I thought like that. the dip actually is what erases like animation and cartoons like they couldn't have done That's it with wild. the fucking uh, with the uh, Gehring's jack boots they had to use the cute yeah. shoe oh yeah <laughs> I forgot about the jack boots the jack boots literally doing the fucking uh, like the the behind behind step thing. it's hilarious so uh, Roger goes to find Eddie uh, Eddie does not want to help Roger the weasels are looking for Roger Ed, Roger's trying to explain I didn't do anything wrong I got upset all I wanted to do I wanted to win her back so I wrote her a poem I found this blank piece of paper in her dressing room, blah, blah, blah. And then well, so there's there's a bigger... also, um, earlier there's a uh, Acme gets like some ink on Eddie's shirt and he's about to beat oh, his yeah. ass because he's like always about to fight somebody or shoot somebody. And he's like, oh, it's invisible ink. Ha-ha. Like that becomes relevant later. They do a really good job setting like everything up. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a good amount of reincorporation in this movie. Like it's like, oh look, actually a well written script. Like it, it's and like wild. There's, there's stuff too. Like and I, I don't know if we'll touch on it because they're, they're minor points, but I didn't want to let it go by. Like all the cartoons have to follow cartoon logic. Like when somebody's chasing Eddie and he changes the road stripe into a wall, she's like compelled to follow the right, stripe. Right. He smashes you know right I mean? into the wall. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And the shape and the haircut thing. Yeah, and they're doing the. Uh... You want a drink? No, I don't. Yes, you yeah. do. No, I don't. No, you yeah. don't. Yes, I yes, do. I do. <laughs> if I say I want a drink, I want a drink. <laughs> so, uh, so Roger, uh, Man, he, handcuffs, he handcuffs yeah. himself to Eddie Excellent. Valiant. He handcuffs himself to Eddie Valiant, and now they're stuck. He's got to go back to the bar, <laughs> get his gear. They go to a speakeasy room so they get the hacksaw. And then this part, then, I laughed so hard at this fucking joke. I was not expecting to, though. <laughs> yeah, because the table's shaking. He's trying to cut the cuffs off, and Roger slips out of the cuff to hold the table straight. And then the look, the look on Bob Hoskins' face, like you could have done that the whole fucking time. I was like, no, I could only do it when it was funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, in the same, is it the same scene? Where they have the spy hole, that's the electric plugs, and his eyes poke through and knock the yeah, beer bottle over. Beer. Like, I remember laughing so hard as a goddamn kid when I saw that in the theater. Like, I was dying. There's a joke, and it, it's very minor, but, like, when they're uh, the cab is driving the other car, and he turns his headlights on yeah, on yeah, his I own head, and I yeah, laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh And once again, Dolores is in this scene. She just plays it so straight. It's amazing. Like, just... Just, I don't know, it's brilliant. Well, there's so, also something about the LA Confidential thing where every woman, even if they're not really conventionally that attractive, is, like, crazy hot. Like, Oh, yeah. Herman's handler has, like, the best hamstrings I've ever seen on a person in my oh, entire life. Lord. Yeah, that, oh, yeah, because yeah, then you, again, you find out about Baby. So he goes back to his place, Baby Herman's there. 
or this might have happened earlier, but whatever. Baby Herman's like, listen, I'm from, uh, Roger didn't do that. I've worked with him for years. This is another joke you couldn't get away with as a 50 year old man with a three year old winky. No, I was going to say, if this movie was made right now, nine of these characters would be voiced by John DiMaggio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that joke that he makes where he says, you know, he's got a 50 year old libido and a three year old's winky. Like, He's talking about wanting to fuck, but he's got a baby dick. Like, that yeah. is insane. Now, I guarantee when it's I was a child. also existential nightmare, like a yeah. lot of this stuff. What do you think literally, about it? Literally the character from fucking uh, Near Dark. Like, yeah. <laughs> But um, that is definitely a joke that went over my seven-year-old head. When yeah, I that was for the parents. Yeah. So you find out about this, uh, that, that Marvin Acme had a will, and he was going to leave... All because Marvin Acme not only owned Acme props and gags, he also owned Toontown, which is where the cartoons live, and it's just a cartoon <laughs> village on the other side of a wall from L.A. And when he died, he was supposed to leave Toontown. I guess, I guess, much like when a slave master died and he set all his slaves free, he when I mean, Marvin that's Acme the vibe, died, right? yeah, yeah definitely the yeah. When Marvin Acme died, he was supposed to liberate them and give them their independence. So well, there's there's a subtext to this movie that they don't really address all that much, but like they don't people don't seem to value like well one you can't kill tunes, but then when Judge Doom realizes how to do it, nobody it's like. That he just doesn't. Nobody cares. Like, yeah. I guess two lives don't matter today. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so now there's a look. We're trying to find this will. So they go check the probate, and Roger Rabbit's uncle had a bad probate. It's another joke. It's, another joke. it's, it's like a prostate. It's big pills. <clears throat> it was hilarious. It was a prostate, you idiot. Probate. Also, <laughs> shout out to Bob Hoskins hiding his British accent this entire movie. I didn't know he was British until I was an adult. Because yeah. of this movie. Yeah, same. So, uh, so the, we're looking for the will. You know, uh, Jessica Rabbit comes back involved. She's trying to find Roger. She knows he didn't do it. Uh, Dolores catches Bob, or catches Eddie with pants down with Jessica Rabbit. That becomes a whole thing. Well, her animated titties definitely mush him. Yeah, he bonks like, on me. He be- yeah. um, so now we're trying to find the will. We don't know what's going on. If you, if the will doesn't show up by whatever midnight tonight, Toontown becomes up for the highest bidder, and Cloverleaf Industries I think is put in the highest bid, or you find that out later. Um, so now we're looking for the will. The Weasels are looking for everybody. Uh, they go to find uh RK Maroon. Oh, RK. Then you find out RK Maroon had also sold his property to Cloverleaf Industries. Eddie puts two and two together, goes to see R.K. Maroon in a very hardcore interrogation scene where he jams the dude's necktie into a film editing device that would, I guess, presumably this strangle him. so fucking violent. Yeah. And then he gets fucking blasted by a long gun. Uh, he, yeah, and, and, he, and you know what? Like, in a lesser movie, he gets shot, and, like, he gets shot off screen, and then you just see him... Like die, but you see him get shot in the back. Like they have yeah, a swim on his back. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's for real, for real. <laughs> so then Eddie's like, oh shit, Jessica Rabbit did that. She's bad. They chased everybody. Go through, go to Toontown. Now Eddie has to like knuckle up and go to Toontown to figure out what the fuck is going on. Uh, so he goes and he breaks out his old cartoon gun with his semi-racist redneck old bullets. 
Uh, well, there's, there's cowboys. Oh, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's like thanks for getting me out of that jam, uh, Yosemite Sam or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I had to pause it and run it back to see who the inscription was. Um, well, also, oh, speaking you know, of speaking Eddie, of where you bit. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. No, you go. Speaking of Yosemite Sam, so I have been miscrediting a quote that I've been saying for years. My biscuits are burning. My biscuits are burning. I thought that yeah. was a boy story. That's from this. No, it's from yeah, it's from uh, yeah, Yosemite, Yosemite Sam, Sam earlier. But anyway, go ahead. Ooh, that's uh, smart, um, dude. So. The line uh, where it's like, "Hey, Eddie, where you been?" He just goes drunk. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is no good. There's yeah. another movie line. It was like, "Weren't you Eddie? Didn't you used to be Eddie Valiant?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, they do a really cool thing with this gun. Where obviously at first it's animated, but then they like actually have like a they made like a prop that looks like the cartoon gun for like wide shots and looks really good. Like again, attention to detail in this movie is fucking wild. Like it's so it's so oh, well made. Oh, I also missed the scene. I missed the part where sorry where Rogers hanging out at the bar while this is going on, and then Judge Doom figures it out. And then he gets Roger to expose himself by doing the old shave and a haircut trick. Uh, and then that's where you get the, uh, what Alec mentioned before, the reverse logic, make, uh, Roger have a last drink before he gets dipped. It's just a summary execution. No trial for tunes. Just, yeah. he's just about to get dipped. Uh, well, they're not people, so they don't have to give them due yeah, process. Yeah, due process. It's also implied that shit was, like, out of control in Toontown, and, like, uh, Judge Doom was brought in, like, fucking Giuliani to clear up the streets or whatever after he bought the election. Yeah, uh, yeah. So now, uh, so Roger gets a drink of whiskey, goes ballistic, explodes, knocks everyone back like a giant sentient steam whistle, and now everyone's on the lam. Maroon gets got. Now we're going to Toontown because Roger's being Shanghai. You also introduced to Benny the Cab because Benny the Cab is in the back of the Weasel's truck. And I don't know who voices Benny the Cab, but he's wonderful. Yeah, um, he's great. So then now the movie starts getting silly-ish because once you're in Toontown, you've got hardcore, hard-boiled Eddie Valiant in a world where physics and reason don't make don't just they don't just, they just don't they just don't anymore. Uh, so then you get the silly shit like. Someone's chasing you, and you move the stripe on the road, and they smash into a wall. Like it's like it's like Eddie has to turn on his tune logic part of his brain. Yeah, but he's working. Yeah, he, he goes into the he goes into the bathroom to like wash his hands, but there's no bathroom there, and he falls out of skyscraper. But then he right. has time to pause and grab his hat that popped off of his head. Yeah, like he does. He, it's yeah, just yeah, like he, hanging there. He doesn't fall until he knows there's, there's no floor, right? Um. So, uh, they work their way through Toontown. Uh, they're getting, this is what, I think, is this where you get the reveal about Judge? Is this where Judge, you find out Judge Doom did what he did? Or is that? You don't find that at the very end. Very, very end. So I'm I'm missing a beat here. They're in Toontown. He, cars get wrecked up. No, Eddie's trying to find Jessica, right? At this point, because Jessica fled the scene. And he's murder. trying to, he thinks he sees Jessica in this apartment building, but it's this other lady that's like, oh man! Oh man! Which is also the way Sean, is, when he goes to the gym, I assume, is like, oh man! <laughs> so the, so, what was the reason that they then left Toontown? She meets up with, oh, Roger gets he, out. He ends up running into, I think he run, ends up running into Jessica, 
but she had already knocked Roger unconscious and had him hidden basically to get him out of the way so she could figure out what was going on, right? Because she knew that Roger was just a liability because he's bonkers. Well, so then, also, I think, she also if I remember, that, if I remember correctly. But then Roger also knows that Judge Doom is behind all of this, and this is where he tries to shoot them. Yes, because Jessica runs into Valiant in an alleyway and draws down on him, and she's like duck or whatever, and then shoots oh, whoever's shoots behind him, and then yeah. he drops the long gun. And then they go get Roger out of the trunk, but Roger's not in the out of the trunk anymore, or he's not there. So they they hail a cab for Benny. They drive back to Acme, and then Roger uh, is driving uh, with in Eddie's old wrecked car, and then meets up with Benny, who got dipped because they're chasing Doom at this point. Uh, Benny gets dipped, and that's where he does the headlight thing. They all end up at Acme's, whatever, uh, factory. Yeah, so. Then you find out the big reveal is that one, Cloverleaf Industries is owned by Judge Doom. Two, uh, the idea is that we're going to, uh, buy up Toontown and the adjoining properties, uh, because this is where they're planning on making a highway to Pasadena. You find out earlier, I missed this part, that RK Maroon hired Eddie Valiant to take pictures of Acme to blackmail him into selling because Maroon couldn't sell his property without Acme selling his property. And then he ends up getting murdered for it once all the sales are made. And this is also, this is the part that, that specifically feels like Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it's a land grab deal. Right. Yeah. And, and he's explaining about this, like the freeway and how, you know, it's like, well, why would you use a freeway? We get the red car. It's like, why would I keep the red car? I bought it to dismantle it. Right. So, uh, and later on, when Doom talks about his like his utopian future of the highway system, and man, it's depressing. Oh, yeah. So, the villain is capitalism again. Yeah, again, it's urban sprawl. So then, uh, Eddie, it's funny because Eddie's like, "That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Why would anyone like a freeway? This sounds terrible." Yeah, he um, literally describes every fucking freeway and highway we've ever seen. You know, it's like there'll be restaurants and tire salons and you know, yeah. So car dealerships and yeah. You know, so I forget he doesn't say fast food, but he's like rapidly prepared food. Yeah. So then, uh, so now Jessica Rabbit and and uh, Roger Rabbit are hung up. They're hoisted up uh, using some sort of industrial wench for I guess hoisting up funny pianos. And then you're introduced to like it's like the machine from Fern Gully, this like dip mobile that's going to eradicate Toontown. Um, it's 50,000 gallons of heated dip that's going to get shot out of pressure sprayers and, and through a big roller and they're going to smash through the walls as soon as midnight happens. Cause I guess they still care about that. Like the rules of property ownership. Acquisition. Yeah. And he's going to wipe Toontown off the map and then they're going to kill Eddie after he watches his friends get melted. So then Eddie gets to go into a, a singing and dancing montage because he's embracing his silly side and makes all of the weasel henchmen laugh themselves to death. Uh, he gets into a fight with Judge Doom uh, using a bunch of fun props, which is cool, including a singing sword, a giant magnet, the portable hole. Uh, uh, the, singing, the singing sword was actually Frank Sinatra. Was it oh, really? no shit. Was it a new recording or was it just? I today? don't know. But the it was Sinatra. 
the That's scene where wrong. Eddie's like holding the giant magnet and Doom's got his cane sword out and he slides forward at, at, at Eddie. That's lived rent free in my head since I saw it as a kid. It's terrifying. Oh, there's a part coming up that's lived rent free in my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I think it's so, probably the same part. So they get into a glue fight and uh, originally Judge Doom was going to steamroll Eddie Valiant. They get into a glue fight and then. He gets glued, Judge Doom gets glued oh, to the steamroller, and then he gets slowly steamrolled. He gets fucking rolled over. It's like so the, like, the, oh, the, scr- the screaming, yeah. and like, it is horrifying. Oh, oh, but and it's not horrific, even the most horrifying yeah, thing that I, happens I in this scene. The most horrific part is about to happen when his flattened corpse, like, is animated. It, oh, God, it's fucking nightmare fuel. When yeah. his, like, flat body pops up and, oh, oh, and then, oh, oh that fucking, it still freaked me out watching it. Then you, then you find out that Judge Doom not only is the controlling person, he owns all of Cloverleaf Industries, he bought, you know he bought the election because that was whole, this is good storytelling because they actually tie it all up. Did not only does Judge Doom buy the election, Judge Doom is the sole owner of Cloverleaf Industries, but Judge Doom paid for all of this with the bank he robbed in Toontown, which is where Eddie Valiant's brother got killed. And then you yeah, find out... Was, he's like, remember that voice Eddie? Remember it sounded just like, like that? I, I, this, oh, it's so fucking creepy. It's my only... No, I, I, my only... I don't like this. I don't think you need to have Doom be the... It's like the fucking Joker killing Batman's parents. It's like, it's too much. I don't, I don't I mean, know. I don't, I'm not mad at it. it Remind He's already old. villainous enough. He's already got like plenty. Like, of I'm not mad at it because the whole idea of a sentient, psychotic cartoon that's coming to murder you is fucking terrifying. What In the name of you? capitalism, no less. Yeah. Um, I, I but also, you, I that cartoon could... that cartoon can't be killed until he decided to invent something the own him. way yeah. that would yeah. kill him. That's a good on his own petard. But so, I also like one thing I wish that the movie did. I am when we're talking about the cartoon uh like murder thing, like the the one part I do have questions about is like if they couldn't be killed, how did the weasels laugh themselves to death? Well I think because it was funny and it was like I think there's certain rules for oh, certain things. You want to talk about horrific imagery? One of those weasels, when he it's dies, his soul, oh. his soul is trying to grab. Like he's holding on to his ghost, like not yeah. trying to die. Yep. That, like, That's how we're all gonna go. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but no, I one little thing about Doom. I wish we could have seen his like cartoon form, like his true form, right? Because he's I, in a, I, you I find out he's in, like a rubber man suit the whole time. I would have liked to seen what his form. I wonder if that was in the script at one point and probably just ran out of well, time. I, I wonder if they're really trying to hint that he is a famous cartoon that we're aware of because they're like, I wonder who he really is. Like, uh, right? Yeah, I wonder if that was in a different version of the script. Yeah, maybe so. So they battle it out. Doom gets dipped. Roger and Roger and Jessica are safe, but Toontown's still up for grabs. But then you find out about Acme disappearing, reappearing ink because the stain on Eddie's shirt has come back. And they're like, Roger, let me see that, uh, let me see that blank piece of paper you wrote your love letter on. And sure enough, it's the will giving Toontown to the tunes. And we're all happy and everything's better. Uh, and the Ditmobile goes through the wall and gets smashed by an express train because that's timing, baby. And that is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This movie rules.
What a fucking achievement this movie is. Like, I'm glad we watched it because I haven't seen it in a dog's age. Like, and I had no idea that this movie's this fucking good. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, pre- I loved it as a kid, but I loved it for much different reasons I was right. than I love it as an adult. I was telling Alec, I don't know if we taped it off a of TV or I, we had the official, like, VHS tape, but I watched this movie a million times when I was a kid. I, I love rem- this movie. I specifically remember taping it off TV. Remember when, because we didn't have cable, remember when network TV would have, like, Disney? Mm-hmm. I forget what night of the week it was. It was, like, Disney movie night. I think it was yeah. Sunday. And it was, and, it, and it's tonight's Disney movie was going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was, like, a big deal. I remember watching it with my parents, taping it off TV, and just watching it over and over and over like, again. I just, I really respect this movie because, I mean, one, it's, like, super creative. But, like, two, like, it is a movie that a kid can watch. But, like, it's not, it's not, like, dumbed down. Like, one of the guys on YouTube I, I generally agree with about movies is I uh, he, your movie sucks. Yeah. And he always he always talks about kids' movies, and he's like, I don't I don't really review them because I don't watch movies for babies, and that's kind of how I feel about like most kids' movies these days. It's like I don't have time for them because there's nothing in them for me, and like mm-hmm. this movie, like there's something in there, like there's a real movie in here, and kids can. It's like a it's it's a good movie, and the whole family can watch it. Like you can show this to anybody, and it's just a good movie. Like it's not it's not dumbed down. It's not like watered down. Like kids. You know, young kids can understand, like, hey, there's a bad guy getting shot or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, I don't know, everything's so sanitized now. Like, But also the plot is intricate. Like, it's yeah. intricate and it's long it's a real, It is a real noir plot. Yeah. It really is. Like, it's a, but that, that again, like, I understood what happened in this movie when I was a kid. Like, I, I didn't pick up all of the, like, the, obviously the, the noir references and all that other stuff, but I understood it, like, I think the thing is nowadays, like they they like refuse. They would never make anything like this. Like it, no. just, it just never happened. Can't. And it's like again. it's it's kind of annoying because they don't give you know I I give you know movies for adults a hard time because they don't give the audience enough credit. I think that a lot of animated movies don't give kids enough credit. Like I mean, I not for nothing. I'm kind of like I am sort of amazed that this is on Disney Plus to watch. Because you almost think yeah. you almost think Disney would kind of bury this, like you wouldn't want a kid stumbling across it. I kind of thought they, I would have thought too, because of the guns and the smoking and the drinking. Christ, I mean, Bob Bob Hoskins is just hammering that wild turkey the whole he's, movie. Yeah, he's drunk most of the film until he decides not to. Like a bottle in his holster, like Tracer Bullet, the the detective Calvin right. pretends to be in Calvin and Hobbes. That's right. Yeah, it's just like it's it's a wild it's a it's and I would love to know more about how this movie came to be, um, because it's it's unlike anything. I mean, what's what other movies and, have you even tried this? Cool World. I'm almost tempted to go back and watch Cool World because I love Ralph well, Bakshi to an extent. You know, like, yeah, but he he doesn't even like the movie because he got his budget got cut really bad and like it's not the movie he wanted to make. But then again, he says that about every project that he what made. was the yeah. other what was the movie we watched with the anime? Not Joe's apartment, um, but the Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone, right? That, that, was, we, really that was really good. That we didn't. Did I, you think I, it was I, Joe's apartment because it was an MTV film? Yeah, but like this movie's something else, and it's never been. And it, this movie's old as shit, and it looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Like yeah. it's just shot so well, the animation's done so well. 
Like, I mean, of course, if it was done that, now, it would all be like computer composite. It would look like dog shit. Like, yeah, no matter what. But I mean, like, like Space looks, Jam Two. But oh this looks better than like Space Jam One. Like the the compositing and that, which was pretty good. This still looks better than that. I would say. This looks yeah. This looks really really good. Like they did a wonderful job animating this and animating these characters into these like real scenes. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I love it. It's really good. I'm glad we watched it. Um, here's 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 the list of uh here's the list of people that they wanted for Eddie Valiant. Go. <clears throat> First choice was Harrison Ford. He was too expensive. I could make sense. That. Uh, second was Chevy Chase, but he had no interest. Yeah, he wouldn't know. That'd be bad in this role. I don't know. Back, like, 80s Chevy Chase? I think he'd be too goo. He'd be too slapsticky. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, the medevac's going over my hot tub. Mm. Um, <laughs> they just do loops every now and then just to make sure I'm all right. No, it's nice. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray, they sent an offer to him, but I guess he never got it. <laughs> he claims uh, Eddie, good, Eddie Murphy turned good. it down because he didn't understand what they meant with having cartoon characters and humans in the movie together. Wow. And then they have lists Robin Williams, Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, Sylvester Stallone. Jack Nicholson Ed, would have been fun. Nicholson would have been awesome. Edward James would that Almost. have been too on the nose? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ed Harris, Charles Grodin. Ed Harris, like it's just an animated version of a history of violence. And it says to help uh, to help Hoskins' performance, Charles Fleischer dressed like Roger Rabbit and was like standing in wow, by the sense. by the camera for a lot of his scenes, so he could have like a point of perspective. I don't think I don't think there's many people that could have pulled this off better than Hoskins. None of that. None of the people on that list I would would have rather seen in the role. Bill Murray, um, maybe if, if he's playing it totally straight, but I just I don't see that. You know, I've got I've yeah, got yeah. I've got a dark horse pick that wasn't on that list that I think might have been able to do it. Gene Wilder. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry auditioned for Judge Doom, but apparently he was. Yeah, I could see that. They said he producers found him too terrifying. <laughs> That's wow. Uh, Christopher Lee turned it down. Oh my gosh. Uh, John, Cleese, do John Cleese wanted to do it, but they said he wasn't scary enough. Nope. Uh, Peter O'Toole, F. Murray Abraham, Roddy McDowell, Abraham. Sting. The wrestler? Yeah, the wrestler. <laughs> He's a good digger. <laughs> um, to help me find. What, what's wild too is that uh, I, th- I said last week when I was a kid, I was so obsessed with this movie that I read the fucking book. And the book is nothing like the movie. Um, the book, notably, they're not cartoon characters. They're comic strip characters that they're still cartoons, I guess. But in the in that in the book, they uh, they say that comic strips are basically photography they take of cartoons. And Roger is a comic strip character and he's murdered in the in the book. And it's like the whole book is about him solving his murder. And then Roger Rabbit like creates like a double that helps Eddie. It's really weird. And all the like, like there's no judge doom. Like it's, it's almost a completely like, it's weird that it's the Peter Benchley's jaws to the actual jaws movie. Mm. It's weird that they even saw that book and took 
what they did out of it to make this because like it's it's wild because it's completely different. Also, the characters in the book. This is something. This is something that I think would be maybe interesting, but I don't know. In the book, all the cartoon characters spoke in word bubbles, so when they talked, there was like word bubbles over their heads. But like, but was it like a, a was it like a picture book, like for kids? No, no, it's a novel, but they describe it that when they talked, that they they had speech bubbles. But certain tunes learned how to like not no have no no, no. Oh, bubbles, shit. so what's the matter? My uh-oh. stupid dog just jumped in the hot tub. Terrible, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, res- I respect you being in the hot tub uh, while you're doing this. That's Hi. All the level of relaxation. Uh, but I'll anyway, be let's... I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just like this movie should get a lot of credit just for being like out of the gate first and being like that fucking out of the gate. You know what I mean? Like this is a yeah. humongous swing. Like if if this fucks up, like. Oh, I guess it's Cool World, but, like, I don't know, just the amount of work, because it's, like, all this fucking hand-drawn shit and what? dubbing and lip-syncing. I think so. It made, like, $385 million. It made, it made, it made four times its money back. Oh, uh, okay. So Which reminds little... me, I also watched one other movie that I forgot to talk about. I watched that Rise of Groom Minions movie, and Why? it was fine. Because my kids wanted to watch it. Oh, okay. But, uh, I, I will... But that movie, that movie made, uh, it was like an $89 million budget and it made almost a billion dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like that, that movie is printing cat. Like, uh, but this movie, this movie was a big, this movie was a big hit. Like, like, I'm shocked they never tried to make a sequel. I'm sure it had something to do with licensing or whatever. But, like, how does this property stay so dormant? I know they made a couple of video games, and I'm sure it's in Kingdom Hearts or whatever the fuck. And, but, like, and I think they, if I remember correctly, they may have made a Roger Rabbit, like, cartoon show. Like, I do you remember like that, the movie. Do you remember for a brief moment in time when this movie was hot? Like, Roger Rabbit was, like, the guy who was introducing the Disney movie of the week. Yes. yep. Like, he was, like, that. their front man for a minute there. Yeah, um, I, do, I do remember that. I remember, I just remember this movie was everywhere back in the day. But, you know, it's, we were it's, very young. Th- that fucking LJ and NES game was, like, dick hard, and was, yeah, I did not terrible. care for it. It was awful. Yeah, but this is, uh, I don't know, this movie's something special. And, uh, Me and Christopher Lloyd's good in this fucking movie. He is, everyone's, I, there's not a bad performance in this film. It's oh, an okay. okay loony song for a bunch of degenerate reprobates. <laughs> so the cart, I was wrong. They didn't make a Saturday morning cartoon, but what they did do is they made shorts that they put in front of other Disney movies. Like, I guess if you had the... Uh, Wasn't there a Baby Herman one? There was yeah. a Baby Herman one that they put in front of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, they did a bunch of shorts that were kind of like the intro cartoon that they did in this movie. But they never did a... Um, they never did a another one. They said that the 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 Chippendales movie that Goggs was talking about was created as a spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit because of how it was shot. Goggs said it's like the same conceit, right? Yeah. yeah. How does like, that yeah. look comparatively? I know it's different because it's CG, but like it doesn't. Not terrible. It's not bad. What what I thought was cute about that movie was like they were like like Chip. I forget which one. Which ones? I guess Chip's the one with the hat, and Dale's the one with the buck teeth. Yeah. Um, 
Chip, you know, was still in 2D, but Dale got the 3D surgery so that his animation style was different than Chip's. Um, like, it wasn't, I didn't hate that movie. I think it was like middle of the road for well, 2022. So, I'm, I'm it's not this it. though. This movie's I, great. I'm on, I'm on the Wikipedia. Proposed sequel for this movie. Spielberg dis- discussed the sequel in 1989 with J.J. Abrams as a writer and Zemeckis as a producer. Abram- Abrams' outline was eventually abandoned. Nick Malden was hired to write a prequel titled Roger Rabbit the Toon Platoon to be set in 1941 to 1943. Wow. Similar to the like previous film, Toon Platoon, Nazis? Toon Platoon featured many cameo appearances by characters of the golden age of animation. It began with Roger's early years living in a farm in the Midwest with a human. Before he got drafted to fight the Nazis. Yeah. Roger and Richie are enlisted in the army. Jessica is kidnapped and forced to make pro Nazi German propaganda broadcast. Oh, like Donald Duck. Roger and Richie must save her by going into Knox. So this is like the dirty dozen with Roger rabbit. I, I need to see this. I mean, I'd watch that. Well, there's a there's the poster for Baby Herman's movie, Herman Sherman's. Also, there's several posters for uh, a movie or TV series called Pistol Packin' Possum, which I kind of <laughs> want to see. Uh, so, so Spielberg couldn't do the movie because he said he couldn't satirize Nazis after he did Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. I um, guess I guess when you you've already done the best satire of Nazis, you could. Can't do it twice. Uh, Man, but that sounds awesome. Like fucking Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like, fuck it. Make it right now. Yeah. Invade, invading a Nazi camp. I mean, I want to watch that. Then you get Nazi tunes. Like, what the fuck does that look like? <laughs> oh, do you think they're fighting? Do you think the Nazis have tune technology as well? Oh, absolutely. How do you not yeah. make it? I mean, that seems like, like a, some kind a, of super tunes, though, like rocket powered, like future tunes. I would go ahead and make Hitler a tune, too. Like, he would be that, like, oh, that's fuck. why he's so evil, right? Because wow. he's a fucking tune. Like, I don't know. It seems to write itself. I mean, I I don't know. I think uh, go ahead, Al. Oh, no, I guess it wouldn't work. That would be post this, right? Yeah. A sequel, not a prequel. No, it would be a. Pre- this was in forty five. This is in the fifties. Yeah, I was gonna say they could make Judge Doom Hitler, and then he yeah, escapes. That's... And instead of getting revenge on the world, he turns to. Oh fuck! Uh, his, land uh, land management and trying to. Acme was Jewish. Mm. <laughs> I think I think this is after the war though. I think this is post war. Supposed to be anyway. I think I could be wrong. I mean, that's kind of what I figured based on like the car designs and stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into five knuckle shuffles. Alec Ooh. with the wet dog and the birthday. And... Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> this movie fucking slaps. Um, yep. I love it. I love everything about it. I can't believe I still love it so much. I like. I love this movie when I saw it in. Some random ass theater in Brockton, Massachusetts, when I was like eight years old, <laughs> and I still love it. And I haven't seen it since then. I don't think I watched this once since whenever it came out in '88 or '89. Um, this thing slaps. It's a tactical marvel for like the shit they were doing then that looks better than stuff they do now. Um, the acting is great. Like Bob Hoskins. Like, maybe he was one of, like, the high points of my movie childhood between this and uh, 
playing Smee and Hook. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Bob Hoskins, and, like apparently he was all over the place. And Mario, Mario. Oh yeah, Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario. Um, but yeah, this movie fucking is absolutely killer. I loved it, um, and I recommend it for everybody. If you don't like this movie, you can fuck off. <laughs> um, Gogs. Yeah, it's also a 10. Like, I, from the first, like, I, I haven't watched this. I watched it very heavily as a kid, but I haven't watched this movie since, you know, uh, probably middle school. And I was curious if it was going to hold up. I remember loving it as a child, but I was, you know, we revisit things or, you know, see our crawl episode and stuff doesn't do what you expect it to do. And within the first, the first time that Eddie Valiant kind of like half looks at the camera and grumbles the word tunes with disdain, I was like, this movie's fucking got it. Like, yeah. it's, it's so good. Everyone plays it so, it's like, if they played this winky and naughty, no. it wouldn't work. Would not work. If they, if they just played it like, they made a hard-boiled film noir with silly ass cartoons in it. And it, it were, and the plot's good. The plot's good. It's better than a lot of movies. Uh, yeah. uh, everyone's great in it. The animation's amazing. Everything Alex said, it's a technical marvel. You'll never see anything like this ever again. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating piece of, uh, film history that I'm glad is not buried and is a law. Lo- I'm glad it's not like a lost film. But I'm sh- sort of shocked that it's not a lost film. Um, made. It's it's great. It's crazy that this movie only cost thirty million dollars. <laughs> like it seems like it would be super. But I mean, like I don't think I don't think I don't think you're commanding. I don't think the, the animators probably weren't paid shit, and I don't no, think Bob no. Hoskins is commanding a big fee. That you're probably. I mean, I mean, it's also it's yeah. thirty million in '88. Thirty million's not. Chump changed eighty eight, right? Yeah. So, um, but no, it's it's fucking it's it's marvelous. I'm glad it held up. Is it really a ten? Probably not, but it's a ten to me. I fucking think it's this. This has been a great year. This is my third ten of twenty twenty three. This year's off to a fucking ruckus oh, start. We gotta watch some dog shit. Not if you pick. <laughs> not if you pick Tango and Cash, baby. Uh, Sean. Uh, it's a 10 for me, too, man. Like, uh, I love ambitious movies, and, man, they're fucking swinging for it. Like, it is yeah. a marvel, and it's like, fuck, why does anybody try anymore? <laughs> just, that, yeah, it's that's crazy. exactly how I felt. It's like, like, the amount of effort that had to go into this is fucking astounding. And, like, the and the shit they got away with, all the fucking sex jokes and the, the full-on guy getting shot in the back and Mickey Mouse saying, you're going to die. Like, just fucking, and it doesn't, like, there's only a couple things where it's like, all right, I could have done without the Porky Pig. Oh, I like the sound of that's all, folks. The whole movie could have been that, and it wasn't. Like, it tells its own story without leaning on these licensed characters too much, and maybe that was, like, a thing that was like, hey, man, you can't just have the whole movie be this shit. Right. So, like, man, like, it's just a fantastic movie. And, like, Alec had found out that this was, like, retooled from an abandoned script for a third Chinatown movie that they didn't make after the two Jakes uh, fucking bombed. I've never even seen the two Jakes. No, it's not good. Yeah. It got made really late, too. 
Yeah, it's a shame because Chinatown is so fucking good. Like, go see yeah, well, on Chinatown. Roman Polanski was unavailable. Yeah, in the Chinatown sequel. <laughs> so. Yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. And, like, I also hadn't seen it since, you know, 1980-whatever, but so much of this shit stuck in my head. The shaving a haircut, the my biscuits are burning, the gonna kill the rabbit, that shit. Yeah. The fucking horrifying design of some of the weasels, like the straight jacket one, and, like, there's a lot going on in this fucking movie, and it's all good, man. Like, I don't have any complaints about it at all. Um, TJ. Uh, it's a 10 for me, dog. This movie yeah. is fucking fantastic. It's creative. It's done well. It has a purpose. It has a great look. Like, it's, it, it's, it's like you just said, man. It's like back when they tried. Like, I feel like this movie, it, it ultimately, like, makes me upset because how bad Robert Zemeckis is now. Because, like, this guy in the 80s was killing it. Back to the future. This, like, he, he used to be fantastic and he hasn't done much. It, that was any. I don't think he's made anything. It, it, arguably, the last good movie he made was Forrest Gump, and that came out thirty years ago. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Like, but Roger Rabbit is so fucking good, and it's funny, and like, I don't know. It's just, it's like I said before. Like, it's just you don't get these kind of movies anymore. Like, it, if they tried to make it now, it would either be it would be the Toontown Murders or whatever that stupid puppet adult puppet movie. Oh, God, that movie. shit sucked. It would either be that, or it would go way in the other direction, and they just neuter the fuck out of it, and there would be no, the, the sexual stuff would be toned down, and there wouldn't be any guns in it, or smoking, because God forbid that, that stuff exists uh, in the world, but I don't know, it's just, it's so good. It's just so well done. I love all the character designs. I love the thought that went into, like, like, I love this scene. There's a great scene in the movie that we, 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 you know, we didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it, but when Eddie finally, like, crosses over into Toontown, and he has to, like, think about it. Like, he does not want to go back to Toontown. And it's, like, a kind of, like, a very somber scene. And then as soon as he crosses over, like, Toontown is insane, and there's, like, a theme song playing, and everybody's... Oh, yeah, dancing. they're, like, they're like smile, <laughs> smile. It was awesome, and like it's just a really fucking good movie. Like I, I love it to pieces. I think it's great. Um, yeah, and, and like everybody said, like I loved it as a kid, and I possibly love it more as an adult because I just miss when, like, this does not feel like a movie by committee. Like this doesn't feel like oh we need to have this, oh we need to have this, or like Alex said, like it's nice to have an age appropriate love interest. Like you don't see that anymore. You had you would have, you know. I don't know, Ryan Reynolds as Bob Hoskins' character and, like, the chick that plays Wednesday as the Dolores character. Even Isn't though she's, cute that Roger's she's like excited about younger. romance, you know what I mean? Because in a, a weaker movie, it would just be like, he'd be like, ew, blah, blah, you know, but he's over there oh, and like... Yeah, no, he's, like, sweet on it. Like, he's a... It, like, I, I don't know, like, it's it's pretty great. Like, and I just, also, Jessica very implies very heavily that Roger can fuck because she's like, oh, yeah. oh you better believe it, mister. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Roger fucks. Um, but it's it's just really fucking good. I, I really, really like it a lot. And, uh, yeah, so it's a 10 for me, dog. So a certified good-ass movie. Oh, my gosh. 
And that's like that's like beyond a certified good ass movie. It's a, per- yeah. it's, a, it's a perfect score for movie the podcast. When's the last time you had one of those? It's been a minute, I think. We got close with Strange Days, but Alec wasn't that. We all gave it Strange Days ten, but Alec didn't. I don't think he watched that. I that, I think I missed that episode. He did. Yeah, yeah I was in I was in Maine. Um. So don't go down that road. <laughs> so next week is it Tango yes. and Cash? Uh, you know. I kind of want to pick Red Dawn, but then I don't want to suffer through Red Dawn. So we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go Tango and Cash. I almost picked I almost picked Bright too, but I think Sean's uh, on. Ooh, I've seen Bright is not good. That was where I was like the fucking what two lives don't matter. That's from fucking Bright. Fairy lives don't matter today. Oh god, maybe we should pick Bright. It is. I'd be curious actually to hear the room because I think it. I don't think it's as bad, because people act like it was like literally the worst movie ever made. It was not just, the worst thing I ever saw. It just wasn't no, good. It's just a boilerplate kind of bad movie with like an idea that's actually really solid that they managed to butt fuck entirely. It's, like, it's, it's, it's David, it's David but, Ayer's version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're watching Tango and Cash, because Tango and go. Cash is an hour and 44 minutes long, whereas Bright is two hours and 10 minutes long. There you go. <laughs> Phenomenally based. <laughs> I also almost picked The Guard, which is the movie that Anthony recommended to me. Oh, is that with Brendan Gleeson? And uh, Don Cheadle. It's on the Plex. I'm going to watch it either way. But I anyway, it's yeah, good. Tango and Cash, I'll put it on the Plex. I, that, you want to talk about another movie I watched a lot as a kid. Uh, I, I remember there's a lot of homo jokes in the movie, a lot of homophobic jokes in the movie. Tango and Cash, don't they have a legit tactical, like, monster they, truck? They have, like, a monster truck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Stallone and Kurt Russell. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fucking badass. You know is Robert Zadar in that? He is. I think so. I think nice. he's the bad guy with his giant face. I think his name is Face, according to the Internet. Uh, all right. All right. That's the show then, everybody. Um, you know, happy Valentine's Day for those who observe. If you're in Baltimore, happy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, man, I am beat. Good time. All right, everybody. Uh, all right. You know, you know the drill. Eat your own ass. And, for uh, Valentine's Day. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Don't give her a box of chocolates. Just eat her ass. Maybe. Yeah. Or eat your own ass. Sure, you don't need her. A little self-love, a little self-care on Valentine's Day. Exactly. All right, right, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night, boys.